what is your favorite podcasting tool? That's the question I'm asking podcasters live from New Media Expo. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 217. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I am at New Media Expo and National Association of Broadcasters right now having a blast. You're going to see some videos coming out on my YouTube channel and also on my video podcast feed. All of those links are at theaudacitypodcast.com. But here at this conference, there are a lot of other podcasters, and I'm asking the question, what is your favorite podcasting tool? And I would love for you to answer that as well by going to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 217, and that's where I will have all the links to these different resources that these podcasters share, and you can check them out, purchase them, try them, whatever, share your own ideas as well, what your favorite podcasting tool is, if you can only have one. So starting off right out of the gate here at New Media Expo, joining me is Fred Castaneda. Fred, thank you very much for joining me on the Audacity to Podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure, J- Daniel. It's a pleasure. Fred, tell us about your podcast. Or well, I know you have a lot of podcasts. Well, the latest one is called Skills and Screencasts and Podcasts, but really I'm here most of the time for podcastreporter.com, uh, being the, shall we say, the roving reporter giving information to everybody about what's going on. And we just finished a Podcast Alley podcast, too. So, Podcast Reporter and Skills and Screencast and Podcast. Okay, and that's at thosenames.com. Podcastreporter.com and Skills and Screencast and Podcast.com. Of course, from the flagship podcast, Struggling Entrepreneur, now in its ninth year. Wow, congratulations. (laughs) You're coming up on 10. So, in all of those years of podcasting and with all of the podcasts that you've had, what is, if you can just pick one, What's your favorite podcasting tool? I know that a lot of people are going to pick software or tools, but I'm not. I'm going to pick my Zoom H4n portable recorder because that is not only a portable recorder. Think of it this way. It's very much like a desktop computer because it has all the functions for musicians and everything. And it's also a portable computer. I just finished recording it here. And you can carry it with you if you have a large size pocket. And you can use that. Uh, either to be a roving reporter, but the quality that it gives is so great that very very little editing has to be done in order to tweak the sound because it's so good. That's why I like it as a as a podcast tool. Too bad I can't tell you about software. <laughs> the Zoom H4n, and you know I've got the family of Zooms H1, H2, H4, H4n, Q3. I've got them all. Yeah, and they have some new recorders out now too. So you need to complete the set. <laughs> <laughs> With the H5 and H6. Yeah. And now the Q8, which I just recorded a video on, will be on the audacitypodcast.com as oh, well. Oh, fantastic. i got to see the quality there. Because I've got the very first one, the Q3. Yeah. Right? 640 by 480, no HD. But the Zoom H4n is my favorite because of all the, the, the versatility that it has. Made for musicians, but has so many tools. You've got one. You know what it can do. And so that's the, the favorite podcast tool that I have. Do you find yourself using the microphones on it when you're at an event, like to record the audio, or how are you using the H4n? I use it to with the microphones that are on it right now, the onboard microphones, because the quality is so good. I mean, if you've got a little bit of silence in your room, you can't beat the quality there. And I'm comparing that to the H2, the H. The only the H1 has quality very similar to it, but the H1 
is really a beginner's mic, and it's, it's not as versatile, obviously. I like the Zoom H4N, especially, you know, being able to carry a lot of storage on it and using that as backup. Yeah, it's quite it's a great quite, recorder. I use it in my regular studio, and I really like it. And so, I have all I have is a pop filter in front of it when I'm doing my oh, podcast. Nice. nice. Yeah, and it's got great stereo separation, all of this. I mean, we could go on and on about the H4N. And, and to make, once you get the, uh, the stereo tracks there in whatever software you're using, like, for instance, Audacity, since this is the Audacity <laughs> podcast, you select it in mono, record it in mono, and it comes out really, really nice because you have the good quality stereo to begin with with that recorder. Yeah, that is great. So, Fred, thank you very much. Tell us once again, where can we find your two new podcasts? Uh, new podcast, podcastreporter.com. You'll be finding out everything about NMX there and the interviews I had. And the newest one, which we have a course that we're launching, uh, the course is called Podcasting for Screencasters, and it's at www.podcastingforscreencasters.com slash webinar. That's the free webinar. But the actual podcast itself is at www.screencastsandpodcast.com. Awesome. Fred, thank you very much for joining Always me. a pleasure to talk with you, Daniel. I'm now joined by Matt Cox. Matt, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, sir. Tell me, what is your favorite podcasting tool? I use a lot of Audacity because what I do in studio is I sit and talk about the programs before they're played. So think like a masterpiece theater type environment where I'm kind of going over the plot a little bit of, the, of what we're listening to or maybe a little bio info about the actor. And so I'm using Audacity for my recording and uh, also then using editing as well. So it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, Audacity, I think, is the tool that got many of us into podcasting. Absolutely. And for me, like even it was when I first started a podcast, I was just thinking, I, I know how to use Audacity. So that means I can record a podcast. <laughs> Being blind, it was a very friendly and, and we always talk about accessible technology, and it was a very friendly thing. I was very nervous about podcasting going in in 08, and a friend of mine who was also blind said, well, since you're not doing one where you're out on the go all the time, you're going to be in studio, quote-unquote, just use Audacity. It'll be wonderful for you. And everything has worked out great. And then I started listening to your show, sir, so thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome, and that is a great suggestion for your favorite tool. So tell us about your podcast and where we can find it. Absolutely. Uh, Brunch with the Brits is at brunchwiththebrits.com. Well, it's www.brunchwiththebrits.com. We are a podcast that specializes in old-time radio, but not just old-time radio, Daniel. It's BBC old-time radio. So your old English comedy. Oh, really? Absolutely. What made money, what made the characters that were Monty Python great before they were Monty Python? Oh. And stuff like that. And we talk to people and we uh, interview people, uh, but we also, I will spend time, right now we're going through a radio production of the Forsyth Chronicles. And so where Audacity is helping me is I'm sitting here and I'm creating that studio sound as I'm talking about this is what was happening in Victorian London or in 1920s London. There's a strike, and that's why these actors are going, you know, that's why these characters are going, are not happy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And once again, the web address for that is? www.brunchwiththebrits. So think not breakfast, but brunch, brunchwiththebrits.com. And Brits is one T, B-R-I-T-S. Matt Cox, thank you very much for joining My me. My pleasure, Daniel. Now I have Rebecca Forstadt-Olkowski. Yeah, and I'm so sorry you had to pronounce all of that. 
And what's the name of your podcast? It's called Two Boomer Broads, and it's life, love, laughs, and unsolicited advice wow. for, for baby boomer women. Okay. What is your favorite podcasting tool? Then? Well, to be really honest, it's Audacity. Oh, no, no, no. You can't do that. I can't we say already Audacity? Have, we oh, already oh have okay, 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 okay. Um, well, I mean, the only reason I like it, I mean, I'm a voice actor. I've been a voice actor for 35 years, and all my friends are using Pro Tools and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And But it's just the one I know how to use. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. Well, but... tell me this. So let's, let's dig into this. Uh-huh. You like Audacity. What is your favorite feature of Audacity? What do you use the most that saves your bacon, saves your podcast, that you love that Audacity has that? Well, I heavily edit my podcast because I like to take out all the ums and the lip smacks and, you know, all that fun stuff. And yeah. so it just, it just makes it easy for me to do that. And then I can use the pr- compression and the, um, what's the other one? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it is. Um, the normalize. Yeah. The normalize. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could, I have a copy of like Adobe Audition, but um, I just I just feel so comfortable with it, you know. Yeah, awesome. So, what is the place that people can go to check out your podcast? It's on twoboomerbroads dot com. Okay, it's a it's a blog for that, and um, of course, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher and all the the usual places. <laughs> all right, great. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, thank you very much for joining me, and we'll have a link to your website in the show notes as well. Cool. I now have Lawrence Sanic with me. And Lawrence, what is your podcast? Home Seller, Home Buyer. Okay. And it's to help all those buyers and sellers learn about doing just what they want to do, either buying or selling a home. Nice. And it's all the backside stuff that they really need to know about so they can be successful at it. I'm going through that right now. Actually, just got an offer on a house that I'm trying to sell Super. today. I mean, go to Home Seller, Home Buyer. It's broken down both for sellers and buyers. I don't mix it all up. And I take the gloves off and tell them all about it. Awesome. So what is your favorite podcasting tool? Levelator. Why is that? Well, I sort of get excited at times when I'm doing my podcasts. And that way it'll take my excitement and bring it down a little bit so it sounds the way it should. Because I do get excited about helping people and telling them things. And when you start having those spikes where I get excited, I like to have it brought back down. Awesome. So in your podcast, is it just you or are you recording with multiple people? It's basically myself right now because I'm running everybody through the process of buying a home or selling a home. And once I'm done with that, which is probably going to be another four or five weeks, then I'll start bringing people into it, lenders, appraisers, home inspectors, so that everybody gets more of an idea of what I was talking about in one of my episodes. Okay. And where, pe- where can people go to find the podcast then? HomesellerHomeBuyer.com. Awesome. Very Thank simple. you very much, Lawrence. Daniel, my pleasure. I now have with me Jared Easley. And Jared, you should know that name because he is one of the founders of Podcast Movement. Check it out at podcastmovement.com and use the promo code NOODLE and you'll be able to save on your registration there. I'm really looking forward to Podcast Movement. It's the conference for podcasters, but we're not here to talk about Podcast Movement. <laughs> Jared, what is your favorite podcasting tool? Well, can Podcast Movement be my favorite podcast tool? <laughs> you know what? Because it is a resource. It could be. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll say I do think there's tremendous value in podcasting events, and there's several out there, but one of them is Podcast Movement. And whether you go to that one or you go to a different one like NMX or some of the others, you should consider going to an event because it allows you to connect with the podcasters. That helps you think through your own podcast, how you can make improvements. So you go to a number of events, Daniel. Why do you go to events as a podcaster? I go to network. 
I go to learn. But I think what I benefit most is from the networking yeah, and meeting other podcasters and others. I do. I, I absolutely. I, I would say um, consider going to events. And if it's podcasting or, or definitely in your niche, I know that's not a podcast tool, but I think that's a good resource that people should consider and, and try to plan to do. Um, one thing that I did with the show recently, well, a couple months, is I was doing a podcast interview, Daniel, and, and I, I wanted to try to be a little bit different. So I tried guest co-hosting. So I'm going to say this is another idea, maybe not a tool, but an idea is if you're trying a guest, um, like if I interview Daniel, I could say, hey, Daniel, uh, let's, let's have someone else sit in. Maybe it's someone that you know, and then you invite Ray Ortega or you invite Nick Superling or someone. Uh, now it's a, a conversation with three people instead of just one-on-one. And what I found when I do that is the guest is uh, a little bit more engaged because maybe they've invited a friend that they know or, or they get to know someone else that they didn't know already that's in my network. But it just changes it up from just a normal podcast interview, like one-on-one. And something else that I think is a little psychological, Daniel, is I've noticed that the guest is more likely to share the episode if there's a guest co-host. I don't, I, I don't really have significant data to back that up and prove that, but I've just just a trend that I've noticed. So I like that. Maybe it's, it's a psychological a, thing, but it's a new approach to the interview podcast, which is right. very popular right now. Sure. And uh, I'm sure podcast movement could be a great place people could go to to find <laughs> someone to be a guest co-host with them. That's right. Or, or if you're going to interview Daniel, you say, hey, Daniel, is there anyone in your community that you'd like to invite as a guest co-host? Maybe you have a friend. Hey, I want to invite John, you know, and then John comes on and it just makes the conversation a little bit different than it would have been if it was just one-on-one. So I'm going to say those are two ideas. They're not necessarily tools, but they're things that could be helpful to podcasts. Well, you know what? I think because podcast movement can make your podcast better, if you go, yes. it can make your podcast better. That's right. It's a tool. All right. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> Jared, where can people listen to your podcast? I do have a show. It's called Starve Like You're Hungry, Starve the Doubts. So starvethedoubts.com. And you also have a book out on Amazon. What's the name of that? There is a podcasting book that helps people grow their network or grow their audience through collaboration. So one of the things I found, Daniel, without going on a tangent, is it, it helps when you're working with other folks. It, at a minimum, it, it increases the visibility of what you're doing and is likely to increase the opportunity for success if you're trying to work with other people. So I wrote a book that kind of shares different strategies and different ideas on how you can grow your podcast audience just by collaborating with other folks. Awesome. Jared, thank you very much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. And check out podcastmovement.com and use the promo code NOODLE to save on your registration. I'm now joined by Ryan Gray. Ryan, thank you very much for joining me. Daniel, thanks for having me. What's the name of your podcast? The Medical School Headquarters Podcast. And you were with me at New Media Expo last year. I was. And you got to be a guest there too. And I'll ask you to tell more about your podcast in a moment. But what is your favorite podcasting tool? So my favorite tool is, is kind of different. It's Hazel. And it's a tool that runs on a Mac and watches for file folders or files, however I have it set up or however you want to set it up. And so I record, similar to what I see you doing here, into a Roland uh, R05. I take out my SD card, put it in my iMac, and Hazel sees that I plugged in my card, sees that there's a new WAV file, and it automatically pops up because this is what I told it to do and asks me what I want to name it. So I, I have my text expander, which is another cool tool. I do .ds for a date stamp. So it dates it. I type episode, number, whatever. And Hazel puts it into a folder for me. And then Hazel will automatically take that file and open Audacity for me as well. 
And then when I export it from Audacity, Hazel will then see where I exported it and then open up Levelator automatically. And it just oh. triggers all of these things. It's a cascade that with, with one file, you save maybe 30 seconds, 40 seconds, a minute, but it just adds up, and it's just so nice. Wow, that is awesome. I lo- so it's, it's automating some of these things it's that automating. you no longer have to think about. Yes. Just along the way, it's just taking you to the next step. Yep. I love that. And you said it's only for Mac, It's right? only for Mac. Okay. There, there really is no Windows equivalent. Yeah. That is an awesome tool. So tell me about your podcast, Ryan. So I'm a physician by training, and I, going through the process, realized that it's a pretty rigorous and crappy process. And so two years ago, I started the medical school headquarters and the podcast, and we help pre-med students get into med school, giving them information, uh, encouragement, and, and guidance along the way. Awesome. And that's at, what's the website address? Medicalschoolhq.net. Awesome. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you. I'm now joined by Carol Senek. And Carol, what is your favorite podcasting tool? My favorite podcasting tool is my iPhone, plain and simple. I have a 6 Plus, and I just put that microphone in there, and I just record. I love it. I get great sound quality. I learned it from somebody who podcasts outside the country. He has to podcast on his phone. That's all the equipment he can take with him. And I ran with it when he told me about it. And you know what? I didn't need to buy any of that expensive equipment. I'm very, very frugal when it comes to doing a good podcast, but keeping it on the, let's call it the cheap. Yeah. So you're recording just with the microphone built into the no, microphone, right? No, I have one oh. of those little shotgun mics oh, okay. that goes plugs into it yeah, for $20, $29. But then it's, it's the microphone and just the phone. And, like, that can literally fit in your pocket or your purse. The only reason I'm not doing a reverse interview with you right now is because my microphone is in the hotel room where I'd be doing it. You know, yeah. seriously, because I'm going to walk around tomorrow and do it. I mean, and Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going to interview people, you know, for two minutes. Give me your greatest marketing tip type deal, you know. I think it's amazing how technology has advanced so much that our phone can now be our entire podcasting studio. Just plug in a microphone and boom, you're ready to go. You can record, edit, publish all right there from your phone and that's getting easier and easier. Mm -hmm. So I know people are probably going to want to know this too and this isn't your favorite tool because your iPhone's your favorite tool but what app are you using to record? Well, AVR. AVR, okay. AVR. Don't ask me what that stands for. It's AVR. (laughs) My husband knows. He's my IT IT dude, you know. I'm up front, you know, it's AVR. Yeah, we'll have a link to that in the show notes too at the audacitypodcast.com slash 217. So we'll be able to check that out. But yeah, so you're recording from your closet with your iPhone. What podcast do you record? And tell us about that. I podcast. I'm one of five. I created a podcast and there's five of us ladies and we're all in some shape of marketing. Okay. Now, I do all online. I have an online business, online social media business, so I'm the social media butterfly, and therefore I am podcasting always about Facebook or Twitter, you know, um, blogging, things like that. When the other two offline marketers talk about face-to-face marketing, I have a gal who's a photographer. Photography is very important, so she talks about photography and marketing. And then we have one that's a super connector and networker, so she gets on there and she talks about networking. So it really works, but you know what? I found out in the in the world of how you want how you think a podcast you want your podcast to go, people change it. They really do. Your guests will change it, and all of a sudden, I have super guests because I've met a lot of people here at the show. Super guests to be on the show, and they're not all going to talk about marketing. So I'm going to bring in a new category about, and it's going to be called 
glory story moments. And that's the person I'm interviewing is going to talk about what story in their life turned their career in a totally different direction. That's a great idea. Where can people find the podcast? Then? Well, that's real simple. We are the crazy marketing ladies show.com. <laughs> the crazy marketing ladies show.com. Be careful how you say that. And please, if you're going to record on your iPhone, Put it in airplane mode. Yeah, good. Very good suggestion. You don't want that buzz to go off if you get a text message or a chime or something. Carol, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much, Daniel. I'm now joined by Nick Suberlin. If you recognize that name, you know him from quite commonly on Podcasters Roundtable. Yes. Nick, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's good seeing you. We don't get to see each other face-to-face very often. Yeah, even though we only live a few hours apart. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be, well, yeah, yeah, for now. So, Nick, what is your favorite podcasting tool? It's a tool that I use frequently. I use it every episode uh, for Inside the Jungle, and it's Google Plus Hangouts on Air. And I use it to live stream the video portion of our show, and then I record the audio locally and use that to distribute the MP3. But for me, to do the live broadcast and to have the live chat, I use the Hangouts on Air very frequently. They're very helpful. I don't have to worry about switching camera shots. I don't have to worry about then taking the the file, recompress it, upload it to YouTube, or host the uh, the MP4 file as a video podcast. I'm an audio podcaster, but I like using video because people want to see us. And the easiest way to do that is with Hangouts on Air. So you've got multiple co-hosts and guests joining you then, and it's handling all the camera switching for you. Absolutely. I, I think that is, yeah, if you're going to get into video podcasting, you could do expensive things like build what has sometimes been called a Skyposaurus. Yeah. You can get video switchers and all of this stuff. Spend thousands of dollars on all of this. Or you can use Google Plus Hangouts on Air. Just to show you how much I love Google Hangouts on Air, I want a free copy of Wirecast, which is $500 software, which is fantastic for video streaming and recording locally video for your show. And I never use it because it's so complicated and way over the top. And it's really easy for my co-hosts who aren't super tech savvy when it comes to having a microphone. Like just getting them an ATR2100 to do the show with me was a chore, you know. So the fact that they have microphones. Now I want to say, hey, can you go get a webcam so that we can do this with video? It was just really easy. All they had to do was have a Google Plus account or just a Gmail account. And they were able to join the Hangouts. All I've got to do is email them the Hangout link. They join, and I hit start. Awesome. And it's that simple. Yeah, I love Google Plus Hangouts on Air as well. I use it. We use it all the time for Podcasters Roundtable. Podcasters yep. Roundtable was kind of created because of Google Plus Hangouts on Air and a way to leverage that technology to do something. I feel like I'm talking like George Lucas now, but to <laughs> tell a story that we just didn't have the tools to tell yeah. before. And it's great because you can have so many people join. I think you can have up to 10 people on a Hangout. I mean, where else can you do something like that without having to pay a lot of money or having a lot of hardware to make that kind of thing happen? And so it's just really simple to use, and and people love it. And and the flexibility, too. Like, you can have it with ads or without ads. You can embed it in your site if you want. You can send people to YouTube for it. You can send them to your Google Plus event. It's really like I, I like that tool a lot. And I just discovered uh, within the last four episodes of my show of scheduling the event on my YouTube page rather than what I would do is I would just start up Google Plus Hangout or go to Google Plus, start the Hangout, 
now I can schedule it ahead of time. People can see it if they're following me on Google+. Plus. So now they have, you know, they have that reminder a couple hours before, oh, yeah, tonight Inside the Jungle is going to be live. Oh, yeah. So I've just recently started doing that. The ability to schedule posts in WordPress that can publish right when I'm getting ready to go live. So I don't have to worry about, I can have it all set up ahead of time. Nice. And all I got to do is fire up the Hangout and go. And it's awesome. really simple. Awesome. So you mentioned your podcast is Inside the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Uh, Inside the Jungle is a podcast I've been doing since 2011 uh, about the Cincinnati Bengals. You may have known it previously <laughs> as Who Day Weekly. I just recently came across the the one-year anniversary of my cease and desist from the NFL. <laughs> Very proud of that moment. Uh, but it's now called Inside the Jungle, and uh, we do the show every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. And uh, still going strong, even though it's the off-season. Uh, but Bengals fans around the world love it. Awesome. And what's the web address for that? You can find it at cincyjungle.com slash podcast. Awesome. Nick, thank you very much for joining yeah, me. Thanks for having me. It's great seeing you. Yeah. I'm now joined by John Dennis. John, it's great to have you here. Tell me, what is your podcasting tool of choice? Uh, there are so many great ones out there. It's, it's tough to you know just drill down one. But I would have to say, of all the wonderful podcast tools out there, I'd probably go with Alphonic. That is... <laughs> That would be my, I think, my favorite recent tool in podcasting. But tell me, why do you like Aphonic? Well, first, actually, this question. Aphonic.com or the Aphonic Desktop Levelator? I like the Aphonic Desktop Levelator, the, uh, the, the web service. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, the audio, um, uh, you know, uh, oh gosh, what would you call it? I guess it's, a, it's an audio post-production web service tool. <laughs> And it's got um, really, really intelligent algorithms and things that it does with, uh, uh, it's like Levelator on steroids almost, you oh, know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I That's guess That's why we knows, accidentally but, called yeah. it Desktop yeah. Levelator. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because Desktop. it is. It's yeah. like Levelator 5.0. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's great. I love it. And I, I use it all the time. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it normalizes audio between guests and, and it's got the ability to kind of understand when there's two tracks and if there's music playing in the background it just does a great job and it's uh i don't know how it does it but it, it does it magic really <laughs> it's magic. i am convinced it is magic <laughs> i have been so amazed at what levelator can do that it's now like the thing i just sometimes run my audio through it just to see does it sound better wow it does i there was even a moment uh, recently where i did a an episode of my Once Upon a Time podcast from San Diego. I was close to my microphone. My co-host was not. So her mm. microphone had a lot of noise, crosstalks, and yeah. echo even. And removing echo is difficult. It is. But yes. we ran it through a phonic. I was amazed at how well it sounded <laughs> without yeah. many artifacts or anything like well, that. Well, there's a lot of echo going to be going on in this particular <laughs> audio clip. Let's see how good it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm it, not sure it, if it, I'll run a phonic here uh, at all. Yeah, it's but, a, that's true. It is a live show, and it, it should retain that quality. But uh, So you yeah. upload your audio to Aphonic.com? I do. I, I use the desktop version. I know they have, uh, I think, an iPhone and maybe even an Android version. Well, but yeah, I, there there know. are the apps that you can install on your mobile devices. There is, mm-hmm. uh, they call it the desktop levelator, is the, or the desktop leveler is the program you purchase and download, and you run it on your Windows or OS right. 10 computer. Yeah. Um, but then Aphonic.com is the website that you upload your stuff to that. So are you right. paying for it? Or I do. I, yeah, I do pay. You know, I, I started using it back when it was free. 
And I just couldn't believe that was a free tool. I, I, I kind of had a feeling it wouldn't stay that way. Um, but it, it's one of those tools I just personally don't mind paying for. It. It's, yeah. it's truly an excellent tool and uh, saves me a ton of time. I have tried to do advanced noise removal with Adobe Audition and oh. like adjusting the oh, specific yeah. frequencies and ratios yeah, those, and all of that stuff. That's low frequencies. came <laughs> up with a, a pretty good result. But then I compared it to a, a result from a phonic, and I realized I wasted an hour of my life trying to do with this with Audition. Yeah, cool. yeah so, totally agree. John, what is your podcast? And you have another thing for podcasters. Tell us about that. Um, oh, well, thanks, Jeff. Didn't at all think or plan on mentioning it, but my podcast is called Smart Time Online, and I, I teach uh, generally digital marketing strategies that are kind of based on automation for business owners and uh, people who want to leverage the uh, internet essentially uh, for their businesses. But I, I also created a tool for podcasters and uh, particularly podcasters' websites. Uh, it's it's called Procast Player, and it's just a it sits uh, situated in the sidebar of your WordPress websites for podcasters, obviously, but it, it plays the most recent podcast episode. And I, I was, uh, you know, I was on someone's website and I just thought it would be so cool to just be able to play their latest episode right here and maybe even pop it out and not have to, you know, navigate to a page and all that stuff. And so, you know, the sidebar, like the header, the footer of websites kind of follows you around uh, generally, not on, not on every page, but generally. And um, so it was, it was created to uh, convert, you know, your passive website visitors into engaged podcast listeners. And um, so far, it's received some pretty good feedback. And does it work with a particular podcasting plugin or anything like that? No, it is a plugin in itself, and it's fully customizable. It's uh, so it can match the colors of your brand. Um, it, 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 almost every aspect of it is, is customizable in terms of the colors. And uh, yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't um, rely on any plugin. It is a plugin in and of itself. So you just plug in your RSS feed. Smart. And then it automatically nice. picks up your latest episode. So if you're hosting on PowerPress or if you're hosting on Libsyn and you're using that RSS, uh, you just plug it in and it'll auto-update. So it's a widget, which means you can put widget. it anywhere you can put a widget on That's your correct. site. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, purposed for the sidebar, but you are, you are right. So if, if, uh, if you could stick a widget in your footer, <laughs> yeah. it can go in your footer well, or, you or your page. You might have one of those uh, WordPress themes that have yeah. a featured widget area that, up on the top of all pages or uh, yeah. in the header area instead of putting a banner ad, you can put your podcast player there. I really like it. And that's pulling from the RSS feed. Yeah. Makes it work for anyone, even if they're not working with a podcasting plugin on their site. Correct. And yeah. it works then with any theme too, right? Yeah, it does with, with anything. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to shout it out, man. I really wasn't expecting to, to do that. But so where can people go to check out your podcast and also Procast Player? Sure. My podcast uh, can be found at smarttimeonline.com. And my podcast player, Procast Player, can be found at procastplayer.com. Awesome. John, thank you very much. And you are also the creator of the Podcasters Hangout group on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. A great place for podcasters too. Yeah. Hang out. Just That's hang fun. out. That's right. Well, John, thank you very much for joining yeah. me. Thanks, Daniel. It was a really, real, real pleasure. Thank you. I'm now joined by Jen Briney from Congressional Dish, a podcast awards finalist. And we'll find out very soon if you won an award. But Jen, what is your favorite podcasting tool? My favorite podcasting tool is ScreenFlow. And um, my podcast is a little bit different. I use a lot of clips from um, from. Congress, actually, from hearings and from on the, the House floor. And so instead of having to download all of that stuff, ScreenFlow allows me to record whatever I'm watching and then easily export it into an, 
a lossless, is that, am I saying that correctly? A lossless file. And then I just throw it into GarageBand and it's so much easier because I was having trouble with house floor footage. It's 13 hours long. So the download was obscene. (laughs) And then having to cut that up and uh, ScreenFlow, it's like a hundred bucks and it saves me hours and hours and hours per episode. So that's my, my favorite for sure. ScreenFlow makes so many things with screen recording so easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, newer versions too, like ScreenFlow 5 is really great. Uh, Jen, tell us about your podcast then. Okay, so I read all of the bills that pass, the, um, pass one of the houses of Congress, sometimes both. But I, I read the bills and I tell you what's in them. And then I'm also doing new episodes now where I watch hearings that take place in Congress. And then my friend and I will comment in the background and uh, just kind of watch them together. And then we edit together the most interesting stuff, both from the hearing and from our commentary into packages. So. I really like this because as Americans, we should be more involved in politics. But it takes so much time to read through all of this stuff and trying to understand it. And you break it down and make it, you dish it out for us in a very easy to consume way. I do, I do. Yeah. It takes a lot of reading, but it's actually not as intimidating as it sounds. A lot of these bills are only two or three pages. And so, um, and I did read Obamacare, so some of them are very, very long. But, um, but yeah, it's been fantastic to actually see what's going on in the Congress instead of what they're saying. Because what I notice is that we get a lot of coverage about campaigns. I could care less about campaigns. I want to know what happens after they're in office and how the laws are changing to affect me. So I'm going at this as just a regular American citizen who wants to know what's really going on because I didn't know where to find the information myself. So I decided to just put it out there since I couldn't find it. Awesome. And where is that address? That as you can find the the website is www.congressionaldish.com. You can also find Congressional Dish on iTunes and Stitcher. And there is a Congressional Dish app now. So cool. and it's free because I know those those Android users. It's tough for you guys, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's free. Cool. Well, Jen, thank you very much for joining and I hope you make it in the podcast awards. Thank you, you too. <laughs> Starting to wrap this up now, I have Cecily Korst with me. Cecily, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you very much. Tell me about your favorite podcasting tool. Oh, uh, our little company loves Blueberry Media Hosting. They are awesome. And quite honestly, they're the least expensive solution that we've found and quite honestly the best because they're on the end of the telephone at the drop of a hat, people who really care about their company. And I think it's a two-man operation to tell you that it's well, true. Now they are expanding. Good. They have several in their team. But what is it that you that drew you to Blueberry and you said it's the best. What makes it the best for you? Oh, it's easy. Their um, interface is super simple to use and like I said, they're on it. If you have a question, email them and they're right back at you. So you're using media hosting that comes with their stats as well mm-hmm. and so you're using your own WordPress powered website with PowerPress plugin? Yeah, that that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, I love how they make it all right there in PowerPress. You don't have to worry about going to separate websites or anything like that. And it handles the ID3 tags for you and all of that. And they've now got some really cool stuff coming out. Like they just announced, and I'll get more into this into a later episode, but subscribe on android.com. Awesome thing. Check it out right now. Go there. But Blueberry Media Hosting, great tool suggestion there. And if you're... I'll interject this here. If you're not signed up on Blueberry Media Hosting yet, go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash Blueberry and use the promo code Noodle and you'll get your first month for free. Oh, that's awesome. Do that. Absolutely. So, 
Cecily, what is your podcast? We have a little podcast called The Trailer Talks, and it's about people who are living creative lives. It's a video podcast, and we've been on hiatus for a little while because, uh, honestly, our company took a, a slight different direction that is making us a lot of money. So designing websites and <laughs> tweeting for other people is paying the bills right now. Yeah. We'll get back into the podcast and start releasing the new stuff, but... I need an editor, so we're looking for one. If anybody knows a good editor out there, we need one. I I will suggest one to you. He's editing this episode right now. Sweet. Where can people find your podcast? Uh, It's at thetrailertalks.com and on iTunes, and I believe we're on Zoom, too. Awesome. Thank you very much for joining. All right. Thank you very much. Now, my final guest, Corey Fennerin. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks a lot for letting me sit down here with you. What is your favorite podcasting tool? My favorite podcasting tool is probably the MDX 4600, uh, the compressor limiter gate. The reason that it is my favorite tool is because I uh, do a podcasting no-no. I have condenser microphones. And they, uh, the MDX 4600 makes those usable, the gate function mainly. Oh, yeah. So how many microphones are you using with it? Um, as many as four. Okay. Yeah. And um, so what that does, it really cuts down, you know, when a person isn't talking on their microphone, that microphone is essentially off, where before the MDX 4600, those microphones were definitely not off, and they were picking up a lot of room noise, a lot of, you know, um, bleed through from the other hosts and stuff like that, so... If we had one here with us, then you wouldn't be hearing as much background noise because while one of us would be talking, the other microphone would be off, and so it would be much easier to hear uh, the person who's talking with less background noise being picked up by both microphones. I love it, and I upgraded my mixer because I got an MDX 4600 a couple years ago, and I wanted to use it and realized, oh, I can't use this with the mixer I had at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great, although in a situation like this, it would almost sound weird with the gate on because it would cut out yeah so in noiser you know if you're doing something on location or something like that you you don't really want to use that gate function very much and you can't even uh, switch it to an expander mode which is what it does is it's kind of like a gate but it doesn't close it completely but it helps reduce the noise right in between the words right Corey, where can people find your podcast, and what's your podcast about? I do a podcast on the Chicago Cubs, and you can find it at ivnv.com. And you are a podcast awards finalist. That's right. Yeah, in the sports category, our second year in a row, and we are up against a a little DIY guy (laughs) named Dan Patrick and ESPN. So Yeah, those those little guys got nothing on you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Corey, thank you very much for joining us. And once again, tell us where to find your podcast. Yeah, it's ivnv.com. Thank you very much, Corey. Thank you. So many great podcasting tools. If you want to check out all of these, then go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 217. And you might be wondering, what is my favorite podcasting tool? Well, (laughs) several of these that have been mentioned have been my favorites, like Phonic and such. But right now, I am choosing a new favorite tool. And this I just got one of these today, and I'll make a video about this soon. I'll have one over on the audacitypodcast.com and on my YouTube channel. It is the new Sennheiser Clip Mic Digital. This is a lavalier microphone that works great for videos. And what I love about this is it's not just any kind of lavalier microphone. This has a lightning connector on it. So you plug it directly into an iOS device that has the newer small lightning connector on it. 
So you're getting a digital signal directly into your phone. This has a great preamp. The microphone capsule is from Sennheiser, but the preamp is from Apogee, who makes great equipment and gear that interfaces with iOS devices. So they've really got a home run on this device. It is the Clip Mic Digital from Sennheiser and powered by Apogee. It works with any app that can record from the digital interface. And this is better from those other devices like either a TRRS splitter and an analog lav or maybe even the Rode Smart Lav Plus. I hope to do a comparison between these two in the future because it makes that conversion to digital. So it has much better preamps to it than if you're just plugging a microphone directly into your phone. And also, it means that you can use whatever headphones you want to plugged into your iOS device to monitor or to hear the call that's coming in, however you're doing your podcast through your phone or whatever you're doing. You could also use this like for uh, video podcasting as your digital audio recorder. Put that microphone on you and record directly into your phone, sync that up in post with your video. That is the Sennheiser Clip Mic Digital. Just announced this weekend here at NAB. I was at the press conference for this and it's really cool. I'll have a video where I talk with one of the team members from Apogee about this. Check it out at theaudacitypodcast.com when it is available soon over there. Now I'd love to hear from you. What is your favorite podcasting tool? So please go to the website at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 217 to comment there and tell us and everyone else what your favorite podcasting tool is. And you can also get the links and all of the other tools that were mentioned in the show notes there at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 217. This is a lot of fun to be here at New Media Expo, and I hope you can make it to New Media Expo, Podcast Movement, Social Media Marketing World, some kind of local conference with other podcasters. I'm having a blast here, and I wish you could be here too. Please keep an eye out for all the videos that I'll be posting on the website and on my YouTube channel at theaudacitypodcast.com. Now that I and others have given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Speaking of awards, I'll find out very soon if any of our podcasts made it into the awards. Thank you for supporting us. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.